You are here with Kari and Catherine, and this is for Church Girls Only. Real conversations for today's church girl, navigating life with salvation in mind. Hey, church girls. Hey, church girls. So if you are keeping track, we are on our third episode uh, where we are honoring Women's History Month um, and talking about some of our favorite, maybe less known or less discussed characters in the Bible. Um, We started out talking about Esther. Uh, Our last episode was talking about the Proverbs 31 woman, who she was, who she really was, and and what it really means for us to be her. And today we are discussing Naomi and Ruth. Um, And I think, and I feel like if, unless you're like a biblical scholar, you don't really get to learn uh, the story of Ruth and Naomi and like their significance in the Bible because their story seems so random. Right. But as we know, nothing in the Bible is random. Um, it is all set up with a purpose in mind. Everything is um, everything happens so that certain things can be aligned and come to fruition. And this story is no different. So Kara is, you know, our resident minister. She definitely knows uh, this story very intimately. But just to feel like I'm contributing to the conversation, I'm just going to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the story of Naomi and Ruth, I'm going to give you the short version. Ruth was married to Naomi's son and then... uh, along with another woman and Naomi's husband and her two sons died. Um, Naomi said, you know, I'm so sorry that your husbands are gone. You know, I'm going to go back to my people. You go back to your people. Um, One of the daughters, daughters in law was like, peace out. It's been nice knowing you. Um, But Ruth, you know, told Naomi, you know, basically our, our lives are linked together now, you know, just because, my my husband, your son is gone does not mean that we're not family. And, you know, she told her the most infamous part of that story. She says, you know, where you go, I go, where you stay, I stay, where you die, I die. That's where I'll be buried. Like we, we in this thing together, we here. So, you know, that's the short condensed surface level version of her story. But as Kara is going to educate us, um, it is it is such a beautiful story, and it's one that I think as women um, we would do well to know and understand, and you know, carry with us in our hearts. You give the most beautiful introductions. Just like, <laughs> can we just acknowledge, like you you have the most perfect introductions to all of our topics. It just makes my heart smile. I have to say that openly, and I'm sure all the other church girls would agree. Like Catherine, be breaking it down, okay? <laughs> um, but I really do love this story. I think it's really not just a picture of like a beautiful mother-in-law, daughter-in-law relationship, right? 
Um, but I really think that it goes beyond that to like personify and to give us an example of what friendship really looks like. Mm -hmm. And um, before we went live on here, I was kind of talking to Casey about us seeing that Naomi like really did live out the meaning of her name, but Ruth even more so. And so I kind of wanted to share the meaning of their names. So Naomi's name means pleasant and Ruth's name means friend. And so it was kind of cool to see that dynamic of, you know, Naomi going through a time in her life where seemingly everything in her life was going wrong, right? Like mm -hmm. not only did she lose her husband, but then later on, not too far from there, she ends up losing both of her sons. Um, and so I feel like I can imagine that, like if something like that happened to me, how I might feel, um, especially when I know that that's like possibly the end of my, my posterity, my lifeline, like mm -hmm. there are no other... <laughs> descendants coming, you know, because my children have passed away and, you know, now I have just daughter-in-laws, but they didn't have any babies. Um, and, you know, just maybe wondering how life is going to look moving forward. Um, and I think we've all kind of been in places like that as women where we've, you know, experienced these earth shattering experiences that just kind of rock our world and make us feel like we don't really know what to do after that, you know? Yeah. Um, and I thought it was really beautiful to see how, even though Naomi was going through this devastating, you know, experience, um, she was still thinking about her daughter-in-laws. Like she didn't want them to just like, live your life like I'm going to live mine. <laughs> like, right. You know what I mean? Basically, <laughs> like, this is over for me. This is it for me. I can't have no more babies. Like, she didn't, you know, want them to take on that lot. Um, and she sent them away. And I think that a lot of us do that. It's like, uh, I don't want you to hurt with me, even though I'm in a really mm -hmm. bad place. But um, Ruth really personifies what a real friend is. Um, and I think there's a scripture in the, in the Bible that says that, like, a friend is made for adversity. Mm -hmm. Um, and Ruth doesn't turn away from her. She's like, nah, like whatever you going to do, I'm going to do wherever you go. I'll go, go. Like we go stay together no matter what. Um, and I think that really speaks to what friends do. I think friends see the best in you, even mm -hmm. when you don't feel your best. Right. Yeah. Like even when you're like at your bottom place, like, your friend is still able to say like, nah, like you there for a little bit, but I'm gonna stick with you. Like you yeah. gonna get to the other side of this. Right. And so for me, that's what the story really personifies and shows us is like true friendship and realizing that when you have people who support you, when you have people who really love you, when you have people who have your best interest at heart, like they're able to walk the journey with you and to see you through like the highs and the lows and to see how their story ended up playing out. And Casey, you already mentioned like, hey, you know, this story is not random, even though it seems random. <laughs> um, <laughs> seeing how, you know, Ruth was able to find a kinsman who came in and took the place of her husband who passed away and was able to, you know, come in and marry her and also give an heir or a descendant for Naomi's family to continue their bloodline. Um, and that eventually ended up leading directly to, you know, 
Jesus Christ. Like the yeah. Ruth is in the genealogy of Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so that's really exciting and so beautiful um, to see that. And it just kind of lets you know, like, even when it seems hopeless, you know, like there is hope. Yeah. I, um, you're talking and I'm always having like random songs pop into my brain. And this one, I was like, I feel like the person who wrote the theme song for the Golden Girls was a fan of this story. Like, <laughs> yes. Thank you for being a friend. Do, 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 do. Travel down the road and back again. I'm not the singer. I'm going to stop. I'm just going to stop. Folks <laughs> like, this is not what I signed up for on this episode. I am not trying to hear this woman screeching. Y'all just talk about the Bible. My bad. I got excited. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, and, and the Golden Girls, like we love the Golden Girls. And, you know, it, you know, of course it was made for TV. It's got all the, you know, comedy and drama and all that stuff. But, right. you know, the reason why that show had such an appeal, because you had, you know, all of these different women who had, had experienced so many different things, you know, loss and failure and whatever, you know, things that are eventually going to come with time, you know, you keep living, you're going to have some experiences, you're going to have some heartaches. And, you know, all of these women came together and despite their disagreements and how they just kind of like, you know, mess with each other all the time at the heart, they were always friends. Like, you know, no matter what, no matter what we go through, if we ever separate, we're going to come back together because this is a genuine friendship. And I treasure this friendship. And where you go, I'm going to go. Like, we're always going to be together. And, you know, even, even today, especially today, you know, finding friends who will stick to you, you know, through thick and thin is like, it's such an incredible treasure. Um, you know, we're quick to call people our friends, you know, if we meet them on social media or we're acquaintances with them, because I think we're afraid to use the word associate or acquaintance or colleague. We want to call everybody our friend, but not everybody is our friend, um, you know, and being comfortable using those words, I think, takes a lot of courage and a lot of discernment to say, you know, this person is truly a friend. Um, because you'll find out, go through something. You'll find out who your friends are. Come on, sis. <laughs> Say that twice for the people in the back. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you'll find out, um, you know, and it's the saying also comes to mind that, you know, you have friends who are there for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And, you know, I was I was thinking about it the other day, you know, I'm, I'm kind of sitting back and watching, you know, some friendships fall apart that I thought were lifetime friendships and, you know, having the, the sad realization that they are, um, you know, reason and season friendships. And it just makes me sad because, you know, I want I want a Ruth friend. Like I want somebody that's going to be there, you know, be there for 20 years. We don't have to talk every day, but we're still friends. We can pick up right where we left off. And in this story, you know, seeing, seeing Ruth's response, um, I don't know if I would have had the same response. You know, I think, you know, maybe I would have been like, oh, I'm still young. I need to go have some kids so they can take care of me. Like I, I mean, you were like the best mother-in-law, but mm, I think I'm, I'm gonna have to go. Um, like, 
<laughs> Thanks for everything. Um, <laughs> but you know, her, her, her kind of Ruth understanding that, okay, I have been joined to this family, even though my physical connection to this family is now gone. I still have a spiritual connection and a spiritual friendship. And this is not something that I can just drop at the, you know, just let it go at the drop of a hat. Like there is a reason why I have been brought into this woman's life. Man, you hit the nail on the head with that. And I think that was one of the things that I wanted to bring up next and mm -hmm. to kind of segue into is that um, she didn't just say like, where you go, I'll go. She, like she went down the list. She was like, right. where you go, I'll go. Your people will be my people. And then she says, your God will be my God. And I think that we don't also understand that part of the story is that, you know, Ruth was um, a Moabitess woman. So, you know, traditionally, like that's not her religion to serve God. Like, mm -hmm. you know, she got introduced to God by being married to this family. Yeah. And what that says to me is there had to have been something about Naomi's character that stood out to her enough for her to know, like, this is somebody I want to be connected to. Right. This is somebody I want to learn from. This is somebody I want to glean from. And I think as the story progresses in Ruth, like, it's not a very long book. So y'all could just, like, do a little nighttime reading tonight <laughs> <laughs> and read these four little chapters real quick so you right. can get the scoop. But as you go on in the story, one of the most amazing things is that, you know, like in the beginning, Naomi, after this great loss, she's like, she's depressed. You can tell she's depressed. Like she goes around telling the whole city, like, stop calling me Naomi. Like, don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara. And anybody that studies a little bit of, you know, the Hebrew words, it, Mara means bitter. Like, so no, mm -hmm. don't call me Naomi. Naomi means pleasant. And nothing that I've experienced is pleasant. You know, call me Mara. Call me bitter. Like, I'm bitter. I done been through all this stuff. Like, you know what I mean? She tried to take on a whole new identity. Right. <laughs> and Ruth, even though, even though Naomi's saying all of these things and she's responding this way and she's been through all this heartbreak and loss, like, Ruth is like, mm, I'm going to let you have your little moment. I'm going to stick with you, though. <laughs> I feel like that is, like, the epitome of what friends do, though. Like, right. like a good girlfriend will be like, okay, girl, like, you, you know, go ahead, have your little moment. You know, you, you can wallow out for a little bit. You're going you gonna to be all right. You're going to pick yourself up. You're going to come around. Um, And just knowing that all of the things that Naomi was to her before she lost her husband, before she lost her sons, you know, Ruth knew enough about Naomi to know like, nah, like all of that is still there. You're just hurting right now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's really powerful. Um, and it allowed for an opportunity because I think we need to talk about this for a second that sometimes people are in our life for a season, but sometimes we be having little scissors in our back pockets and we be cutting people off too fast. Anyway, um, <laughs> we be cutting people off too fast um, and not realizing like the blessing that they are in our lives and can possibly be like, even if they need a moment, even if they need mm -hmm. some space, um, you know, not severing relationships, because if Ruth would have taken taken Naomi at face value, like, oh, man, she used to be a powerful woman of God, but she just 
she going through something like I don't even know who she is right now. You know what I'm saying? If she would have looked at her in that light and started giving her like the side eye situation, she would have completely cut off her blessing and cut off her yeah. being a part of something that was going to change the entire existence of mankind. Um, yeah. And so I think it's really important to talk about that piece that like she could have been like, nah, like Naomi tripping, I got to go. Um, but she was like, no, like, I know who you are enough to know, like, you're going to get past this. And when it came time for her to like, you know, do her womanly stuff and go to the fields and glean and, you know, present herself a certain way. Naomi was the one that was giving Ruth the, the, the let, like the rundown, like, hey, no, do this, say this, do mm -hmm. this. She was giving her the whole rundown. And if she would have cut off that relationship from her, she wouldn't have had that guidance. She right. wouldn't have had, you know, that support in order to be able to put herself in the position that she was in. Right. She she had a whole Titus II mama right there in her house. <laughs> Come on. But, you know, one thing I, I want to emphasize this, you know, that you, you keep saying, Ruth looked at Naomi and said, okay, I know who you are. Like you going through some things, but I know who you are. And that is such, I think, an overlooked hallmark of a Ruth friend um, and a Ruth friendship is having someone in your life who is like, I know who you are. You, you know, you may be down and out right now, but I know who you are because I know whose you are. And we gonna we gonna get you back to where you're going. The the things that you that your circumstances, the names that the circumstances are telling you to call yourself, the things that have happened that you are trying to take on that identity of defeat, that is not who you are. That is not your name. That is not who God has called you to be. So when we get when we get out of this valley, we got some renaming and some working to do. And that is a root friendship that we need to have. Come on, take us to church again, sis. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we about to pass the offering plate over here preaching. Don't be trying to just call me the minister. You be ministering. <laughs> I see you, friend. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, you know, having having that kind of, you know, woman in your life is just, and the older I get, the more I treasure her. You know, it's real hard to find those women. And when I find them, I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm like a stray cat. You have fed me with goodness. I'm not going anywhere. We we here, we stuck together. Sorry, not sorry. I literally say that. I literally say that. <laughs> Especially after somebody feeds me good food. I digress. But it's like, if you feed me, I'm your friend forever. Don't. <laughs> We're never going to part. Is okay. Right. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is this is our Naomi and Ruth story. And I, I think, you know, thinking about the three women, so there was a third one woman, her name is Orpa. Yes. Does anyone know who this woman is? I think she had a similar background as Ruth, right? Because she was they both were Moabitess women. Like mm -hmm. um you wanna know what her name means though? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So Orpha's name means back. Um, so that's a, that's another that's another Jesus, plug. The, the Lord your God knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. <laughs> yes. He knew she wasn't going right. <laughs> this. <laughs> 
that part. So we just we having a whole lesson on discernment right now in this episode that we didn't even plan for. But can we also talk about there? There's gonna be some orphans in your life, and that doesn't make them bad people. They just that's who they are. Like, oh, okay. She gave you the deuces because that's just who she is. It doesn't make her a bad person. Yes. Because she was able to feel with them. Like, I feel like in that first little chapter there, you kind of got a feel for her. Like, they felt each other's pain. Mm -hmm. But she wasn't there for the long haul. She She didn't have that resilience in her. Like, she wasn't cut out for that. She she was a seasonal friend. Yeah. Um, a seasonal family member. And yeah. you know, they said, you know, they told her, you know, this is this is what you're gonna do because it's what you feel like you need to do. There are no hard feelings. Go back, Orba. Go back. Um, but you know, loyalty is rewarded, you know, and it's it's not saying that, you know, maybe she had a great life. We don't know. We never heard from her again. But um that part. you know, she she was a seasonal friend and they saw that. They didn't grieve over her leaving them. They were just like, okay, this is what you know she's willing to do. This is what's in God's design. You go do what you do, we're gonna continue to follow God and just you know stay on the path that we're on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I again, no hard feelings. Yeah, I think that sometimes we get to that place where we allow who left us in our bad times to make us bitter. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it I've learned to appreciate the people that are flaky. I know that sounds weird, but I've learned to appreciate them because I feel like sometimes it it serves a purpose in that you start to recognize who God has placed in your path and placed on your journey to mm-hmm. help you through those seasons and to walk with you through those seasons. Yes. And if you're always, okay. I'm, if you're always giving your good energy to people who ain't going to be there. Yeah. You know, so now you know where to, okay. Now I know I can stop investing in this, in this person in that way. Um, not that they're not worthy of my investment, but just that they don't deserve as big of an investment as the person that's really going to stick with me. I I 100% said almost verbatim that to someone today because they were asking me, you know, had I talked to to certain people and, you know, I told her, I said, I, you know, I, I feel bad, but I don't because, you know, in this life, I only have a certain amount of energy and I cannot continue to function, pouring my energy into people who, you know, not saying they don't deserve it, but they don't deserve my energy. Like I, that is, God has given me the energy and the talent to do a good work and to fulfill a purpose. And if these people and their negative energy and their hate and their discord are, are pulling my energy and my focus away from God's work, I can't be associated with them. You know, I can love you. I'm going to be there when you need me, but I can't continue to give you the energy that God has given me to redirect into growing his kingdom. I just can't do it. That part. And can we also acknowledge the fact that both Naomi and Ruth played a big role in pushing each other towards purpose? Yes. Yes. Like, Mm -hmm. it wasn't, 
a hindering on one side and a pushing on the other, they both were pushing each other towards purpose. Right. And just like, you know, we talk about, you know, being equally yoked in marriage, you have to be equally yoked in a friendship as well, because there's going to be times when one of you is going to be can only give 20%, the other person has to give 80, like to keep going forward. That's a balance. You know, you don't have to be married to somebody to be able to, you know, support them and balance them out. Like that's what a good friend does when you down in the dumps and, you know, you need a minute to get up and say, okay, I, I'm going to get back to what I was doing. I'm going to let me help lift you up until you get there. And then when you get up there, I'm going to need you to pull me up because I'm tired. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Y'all take turns, you know, walking together, one foot in the front of the other. That entire part. Yeah. And um, another thing that I thought was really interesting is not only did they push each other towards purpose, um, but you also seen that, like, because they were able to walk together in agreement and alignment, it allowed for miracles to take place mm -hmm. in both of their lives. Not only was Ruth able to receive her kinsmen, I know everybody be talking about that. I want my Boaz. Listen, y'all better stop saying that because Ruth had to go through some stuff to get to that. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's a side note. But um, <laughs> but she had to go through a lot to get to that place. But one of the things that I wanted you to know is like at the end of this story, if you see where it talks about, you know, Ruth being able to have a son, she conceived a son, and they named him Obed. And Obed is the great, great grandfather of David. Mm -hmm. So it was Obed, then Jesse, then David. Right? Did I get that right? That's not right. Grandfather? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, <laughs> but yeah. Um, and so when she was able to have her son, Ruth has a baby. But Naomi was able to breastfeed the baby. Tell me how. That's a miracle. Mm -hmm. At her age, it ain't have been a long time. She, okay. Anyway, we don't have to get into the dynamics of it. Y'all know enough to know that that's a miracle. Amen. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So God was able to sustain her. She was able to go back to her homeland. She was able to receive and process the pain that she was in. She was able to mentor. And I also believe that that was a, a form of discipling because she was able to convert Ruth, but then she also showed her how to walk out holiness, yes. how to walk out being a, a godly woman. Mm -hmm. um, and then was able to see that God didn't leave her in her despair. He didn't leave her in her loss. Like he didn't just leave her with that, but he said, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to bless you beyond what you experienced or what you thought you were going to experience. Um, and so, you know, I think that's really just powerful. And it just always gives me hope at the end of the day, like, even if I'm in a, a devastating place, like God has put people in my life, my sis Catherine, like so many amazing women of God who are just like, not only just going to cry with you, but like, no, nah, like we going to get through this. Like, come on, sis, like it's going to be all right. Um, and just like realizing like God 
has the most miraculous ways of showing us that he cares about us is not just in the things that he provides to us every day. It's in the people that he puts in our path. Amen. Ruth, Ruth is a good friend. I'm telling you. That part. She's a real good friend. We should all be so blessed to have us a Ruth for three or four Amen. in our lives. Yes. <laughs> yes. And when you, when you find that you have a Ruth friendship, treasure it because God has, has given it to you for a reason. You know, don't, don't take it for granted. Don't take advantage of it and, you know, cherish it for what it is because God, God gives us blessings and gifts and discernments in the most beautiful of ways. And not more often than not, it's in a woman that he has sent to be in your life. Absolutely. Yeah. Powerful. I love that. So, okay, sis. Um, do you want to close us out in a prayer? Absolutely. Okay. My, my Ruth friend. <laughs> my Ruth friend. I know hashtag. We got to coin that hashtag. I got a Ruth hashtag friend. Ruth friend. <laughs> I, I like it. it. I like it a lot. <laughs> yes. Um, we're just going to give our hearts over to God right now. Lord, we thank you for this episode and thank you for allowing us to have this discussion with our fellow church girls. We pray, Lord, that you would just continue to guide us and to lead us um, as we're walking through this journey of life. Um, continue to give us discernment about the people that you placed in our lives. Help us to recognize our Naomi's. Help us to recognize our roots. Help us, Lord God, to be able to even be at peace with our Orpahs, um, those that have to walk away, those that leave us, um, knowing that you are faithful and that you will give us what we need and who we need on our journey. I pray, Lord God, that you would heal every heart that may be going through a tough time, um, those that may be feeling like they want to identify with the pain that they're going through at this time. Help them to see that it's only temporary and that you are sending reprieve and help I pray, Lord God, that you would give them comfort and peace. But most of all, Lord God, I pray that you would continue to feed us hope. Help us to have hope in our hearts to believe beyond where we're at and what we see in front of us. Help us to believe, Lord God, that everything that you promised to us and placed inside of our hearts, that you will bring it to pass. And we give you glory and praise for these things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Cara and Catherine, and you've listened to another episode of For Church Girls Only. Make sure to follow us at For Church Girls Only on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, and Church Girls Only on Twitter.